Hey, what's up? Welcome to Content is Profit Podcast. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to you, the listener, the people that have been with us for the last like two and a half years in Content is Profit. Today, we woke up to the news that we're 18, top 20 in the marketing category, one of the toughest categories of, to crack on podcast. So thank you for everybody. Thank you that you're listening to these episodes. Thank you for the whole feedback. Thank you for the reviews, but above everything, thank you for all the love that you guys have shared in the last few months. Uh, Fonse is not here with me today, but uh, we have this morning tradition that we do with our team in every single call. Uh, so we have a daily huddle that we jump in at 9.15 every single morning with our production team. And we say, what are we grateful for? And uh, that was the news that we shared today with every single one. We're top 20 in the marketing charts in the USA. Let's go. So thank you. We're extremely grateful. Uh, I'm super pumped. I'm extra extremely excited to continue to grow this platform. So if there's any feedback, send us a message on social media at Co. everywhere. Let us know. What do you want to think? What, what do you want to what do you want to listen to what do you want to learn about in this content obviously we're bringing you the best of the best in the interviews we're bringing you the best on the best on the topics that we bring from these amazing events or from these amazing interactions that we have around the world so send us a message a message what do you want to learn uh we also have a community the facebook group it's called content is profit you can join log in we're about to ramp up the interaction in there it has been kind of dormant not gonna lie but things are gonna change because uh what i'm about to tell you in this episode well without without further ado here we go we've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that i know you haven't heard before Listen. Hey, this is Luis, and welcome to the Content is Profit. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase your revenue. You hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple: entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Woo, baby, let's go. Today you got Luis that Fonsi is not here. Fonsi was covering me for me the other day. I was on sales mode. After those events, you know what happens. We have a bunch of connection calls and we share what we do and every single event is amazing. The feedback that we get is overwhelming. So thank you so much from, you know, the show, from uh, the service that we offer, from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate the whole Contents Profit community. As I was mentioning earlier, if you want to come and join the party, uh, we're about to ramp up the community aspect of it. Contents Profit on Facebook. But today, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to be talking about the, simplif the simplicity of a framework. And we have one that can change your content production forever. We kind of mentioned it in a little episode. We're going to share some of the lessons of Fun Hacking Live. These are not Fonz's lessons. These are my lessons. Uh, and I think I'm going to have to break it down in two episodes, but I'm going to run very quick with them today. We're actually going to share with you the YouTube signals you want to know about. What is YouTube searching for in your videos? This was mind-blowing to me. And then uh, what is more fun than fun? This talk was uh, deeply impactful uh, for everybody on the room. I think we had 5,000 people crying in the same conference. I was one of them. And uh, I love this story. But also, what are you winning for? So, anyways, these are just a few of the things that we're going to dive in today. And uh, here we go. So, 
Obviously, you guys know that we have been uh, on the road in a few events. The last one that we did was Fun Hiking Live in Orlando, Florida. Uh, this was like right before the hurricane hit. And uh, we got some time to, to think and process and go back on the nodes. And today I was going through some of them and I'm like, man, what do, what do I pick for today? There was one story really that if you if you stayed to me t- like with me till the end, you won't regret it. I actually came back that same night. I'm like, babe, it was like 2 a.m. I'm like, Katie, you need to wake up. You need to listen to this story. And like she hates, she hates when I tell stories, but this one, this one was different. It hit different. It had me crying from like the get go. And it really got pumped me up to the point that we're about to go get a tattoo about this thing. That's how impactful this story was. So I'm going to share just at the end of the episode because it's going to apply to the celebration that we're actually doing today. But anyways, before that, I want to share some of the lessons uh, that I think uh, are worth highlighting. There's a few more that I might do on a second episode, but today the first session was the first actual speaker that was out there. Her name is Brooke Castillo, and she is known for her frameworks, and she was talking all about just one framework that she teaches. So um, along the, the the these lines of entrepreneurship, right, and how when we're trying to launch something, when we're trying to teach something, when we're trying to develop a product, right, and we're in this concept right now of like how, how can we bring what we do on the service to people that might not be able to afford a service like the one that we provide, but they still need the help, right? And uh, obviously we run a business, so we want it to be profitable for everybody. We want to make sure that it's high value to the people that are purchasing that product. We want to make sure that we can sustain our team and so on. And we're like in this process of designing, right? Who this product is for, like what are the problems that we're solving and we came down to the conclusion that it comes down to like one basic framework that we've used over the last three years. And it's been hiding in plain sight. We call it the content momentum framework. There's a few episodes back where I refer to this. We break it down. It's actually, I broke down four stages, but it's actually five. And uh, we might do another episode just on that. But here's what really uh, impacted me from Brooks' talk, right? He talks about, okay, you know, if you're in, a, in, in business, there's a problem in the marketplace. There's something out there that you're trying to solve. So what is a framework? Well, the framework is a thing that you put in between the problem and the problem solved. And that's what helps people solve the problem. Anyways, so I to me, that that that, that brought so much clarity <laughs> to the point that I'm like, oh my gosh, it was a light bulb. And immediately went to my notebook and I drew right, in these like noodles or like uh, doodles, I guess, uh, the framework that we operate with, uh, Content Momentum, with BizPros, with the platforms that we manage, platform meaning uh, podcasts and, and different uh, video platforms, and how we produce so consistently, so massively, and then we create opportunities from that, whether that is sponsorships like HubSpot, shout out to our amazing network, or opportunities like referrals, or amazing partners in the business, or uh, even clients sometimes, right? But that's that's not really the priority, but the, when we focus on that framework and that solution, uh, everything makes sense. So I will encourage everybody to kind of focus, like what is the thing, what is the problem that you solve, right? Where are you trying to get people? And what is the framework? What are the steps that you're going to put in between to solve that problem? In our specific case, how we started the company, uh, we started with the issue of production. A lot of people are coming to us for content production and they want a very fast content production. They want a very consistent content production. And uh, we developed a system. We developed a uh, there's two frameworks that we play with, but we call it the content momentum, right? But within that framework, that's how we operate every single day. And just just today, we're going through a call with, uh, shout out to Noel and Charlene. 
they just launched an amazing show in Roku and Apple TV. And they were sharing with me the frustration that they spent a whole year trying to figure out uh, this system uh, for them. And they went to Fiverr and they hired these VAs and they hired these people and designers. And it was really hard to communicate this idea. And then when they came to us, uh, it was really frictionless because the framework fits the problem that we're trying to fill for them. So uh, I encourage, as we found that framework, start looking in your side, in your business, in your content production, what is a framework that you need to solve that problem? Um, awesome. All right. So we're going to move on to my the second time, which uh, the other speaker that really get, blew my mind was Daryl Eves. If you don't know Daryl Eves, he's like the grandfather of YouTube. Like he's been there playing um, for, a, for a long, long time. We're going to do our best to bring him into the show and share uh, the wisdom <laughs> that he shared uh, at this like stage with every single one of you. Uh, but he has a book called The YouTube Formula, right? And he broke down a couple of examples and really what are those indicators that YouTube is looking for to make your videos amazing and put them in front of people. And actually what he said was like, hey, YouTube is a platform that loves you, loves you the creator. They want to put your videos in front of the people that need those videos. They want to make sure that people watch your videos, right? So everything YouTube is very, uh, is designed for you to optimize and make sure that you can deliver the best product possible. So one of the things that he said that was mind-blowing to me was, do not put any paid media behind YouTube. You cannot run ads. You cannot run anything to your channel just because you need to the algorithm to work for you and find what really works, right? So obviously, there's more, uh, there's more back-end stuff in here. It's not too crazy, but basically... Uh, the things that he shared with us is uh, on YouTube, the job is at the top to attract, right? And then we need to retain people. And then it's like, how do we monetize it, right? So a lot of people are trying to figure out like this crazy formula, but you know, the, the basic thing is how do we attract people? How do we retain them? And then how do we monetize? So if you look at an example, like um, an influencer like Mr. Beast, right? They attract with these like flashy concepts of videos. Like, you know, I gave $10,000 to this homeless man, right? They attract the people to watch the video. They engage inside of, they retain the people in that video because there's different, like the way that they edit, the way that they storytell. And this is YouTube specific for podcasts. It might be a little bit different, right? And then how do they monetize us? In their case, they launch companies, uh, they launch merch, right? And these are big, big influencers. But again, maybe this sparks the idea inside of your brain on in your business on how can you apply this, right? The second thing that he shared is what are some signals that YouTube is looking for? And these signals are very specific. This can be a checklist that you put in there. So if you have pen and paper, if you're not driving, put them down, right? So the first signal is like, what are people watching, right? What are people done watching? So inside of your videos, what are the videos that people are watching? What are the videos that people are not watching, right? What do they have in common? What's different from one another, right? How much time they spend watching, right? So for example, in our shorts, we know that majority of the people watch between 30 seconds and 40 seconds, right? So we're like, okay, any call to actions, any things that we got to put, we got to put it in front because that's what we do. How can we increase that time in the longer episodes, right? For our podcast, a little bit different. We just put it there. We just, we don't optimize it for YouTube just yet, but we're learning a lot from that data, right? Another indicator is like, what are the likes and the dislikes? So more likes versus less likes, right? And then not interested feedback uh, service. So these are all the things that YouTube is doing on the back end that can help you as signals on like, how can I look at my YouTube videos data on the back end to make sure that I optimize and I learn from that. 
Uh, just recently, I heard a story about this influencer. This this was specifically on shorts. But he said that he tried, he said 15 different types of short production, right? And this is less than a minute videos. And he was trying all these things and then he saw that one style really hit and like took off, right? And it was like that outlier that was different from everything else. And then he said, I doubled down on that one thing. So once he found the style and the type of video that his audience really resonated with, he's like, I'm going to double down on that. He started creating these different versions. And what he shared is that he grew between 30 and 50,000 subscribers in just a short period of time. I think it was like 30 days. So again, what is the one thing that's working? Look, go in the, in the back end, go back to the signals that YouTube is looking for and start identifying that data. So maybe if you want to, if you want us to dive deep into this YouTube world, which for us is also, we're learning, we're coming from the podcast world, um, let us know and we'll dive in. We'll bring some experts and we'll talk about it. All right. The last part is like the story, um, the deeply impacted, this, this story really moved us to action and um, took us to a place that maybe we lost in a little bit in the day-to-day um, action and, and it put us in a place where we came out highly motivated. We came out pumped. We came out emotional. Um, I had to call my parents and tell them that, that I love them. I had to call Katie and like put my kids on the phone and uh, and tell them that I love them. It was it was really awesome, right? And to the point that Fonzie and me are gonna get a tattoo about this. But um, obviously, you if you don't know Ed Milet, go check him out. He has a, an amazing podcast. He has a, a book that he just launched. Uh, but he talked. His his speech was. Incredible, clearly. <laughs> uh, but there was a story in there that maybe resonates because I'm a father. And uh, at the same time, uh, I was, in some point in my life, I was very competitive. And I feel like maybe I lost that competitiveness in, in a way, looking for, for fun on different things, right? And, and he shares this story that really moves really moved me and I'm going to do my best to replicate this story. So Ed is uh, obviously an amazing entrepreneur. He goes through his entire journey uh, of being an entrepreneur, very successful, different multiple businesses, real estate, bunch of stuff, right? But then he has this amazing kid that he's he's 13 years old at the time that he's telling this story and he shows this picture in the big screen and, you know, his feet is pointing one way, like his torso is pointing the other way. He's in a golf outfit. He has like this club grabbing it the wrong way, right? He goes like, that's my kid and the highly uncoordinated kid, right? Right? Everybody's laughing. And uh, he goes on telling the story. It's like, hey, I, I, I really love golf, but I'm not good at it. But he told me that he wanted to learn golf. So we went out to this country club and we started playing golf. And I got really into it and really competitive. But he sucked. He was no good. And then we will get back home and then we'll tell, you know, mom that we didn't do good. And we made the decision as a family that golf was just going to be a fun time that we're just going to have fun, right? So they will go out to the course and they'll play and they'll do bad. They even stop, you know, uh, keeping score. And, uh, you know, I can relate. I have a three-year-old, right? We've tried soccer. Maybe it's a little young or not, but, you know, you, every, parent, every parent out there has had a moment where you surrender to just fun, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I wish, you know, maybe we were a little bit more competitive or I wish we would win. Or if you ever play sports, right, you feel that, right? So he continues telling this story. And then one day, uh, they go and they are playing this tournament, right? So they're, they're in this country club that, that they are members. There's these professional golfers. And uh, the professional golfers have kids. And these kids are playing the tournament. So will you imagine, right, coming from a professional golfer, these kids might be a little competitive. So they're in one of the, in one of the holes. And apparently in this course, they have some kids' refreshments that they have to go get. And at the time that they were doing their shots, um, 
they had to do a long walk. So Ed Milet's, you know, hit the ball. He hits it like far away. And, um, and one of the kids like, oh, dad, I'm hungry. Like one of the, one of the other competitors, right? And the dad goes, hey, don't worry. Let Ed's kid go get the food. He doesn't care anyway. This was the moment that everything changed. Ed turns around and he tells the dad, like, hey, this is very disrespectful. You don't talk like that to my kid. And, you know, he goes off and uh, he uses different words, but he goes crazy, um, you know, crazy aggressive to this dad and protective of, of his kid. And, you know, but he, he then shuts up and he's like, man, like, maybe this is my fault. So he grabs, he goes back and he talks to his kid and he grabs him and, you know, he goes down to his level, he grabs him by the shoulders. He like takes the shirts off and, you know, puts the shirt back on. He's like, this is your winning shirt. And the kid's like, what? This is your winning shirt. And the kid's like, I don't understand that. I thought we were having fun. And he goes like, do you know what's more fun than fun? He's like, what? Winning is more fun than fun. Winning is more fun than fun. So today we're winning. <laughs> and the kid's like in shock. He's like, what? Like winning is more fun than fun. And anyway, so uh, the kid goes out and, uh, and he starts shooting all these amazing shots and uh, they end up winning the tournament, right? And the point of the story is the kid had everything in his power. Right? He had the resources. He had the coaches. Um, he had the tools, he had the best equipment, he had the best dad, everything in his favor, right? But he was still failing, and I'm doing air quotes, in, in the game because his mindset was not the right mindset, right? His mindset wasn't just having fun. And the second that change, and in this specific example, right, the whole situation of them losing and other kids, you know, maybe bullying him in, a, in an emotional way, the whole mindset of switching from fun to winning because the context in that in that side is like winning is more fun than fun. Uh, then they just rewrote the entire script. He ends up winning. And fast forward a bunch of years, the kid wins like twenty tournaments in a row. The kid goes get a D one golf scholarship. He's an amazing golfer today. So the whole point of the story is what is the mindset? What is the mind shift that you're gonna have in your business, in your publishing, in your content, in everything? So you can start winning. The second we heard that story, um, fire was like reignited big time inside of me. Fonzie was also like excited. We're like, this is the thing, right? We're sharing this story everywhere. And, uh, you know, we've always approached the podcast as an amazing vehicle, right? To obviously have fun and have these amazing relationships and going out and connect with incredible entrepreneurs. And that's totally okay. We highly, highly recommend it. It's what fed us for like the last three years, right? Fed us, the, the business, the team, right? Like this is like the thing that we do. But we never really approached it with this like winning mentality, right? In some story, it was like, hey, it's this thing that we're going to produce. We're going to do the best of it. But it was kind of passive. And from that day, we're like, there's no way, right? Everything that we produce, we're going to put our heart out. We're going to win at this thing. And over the last few days, um, things have been turned around. Like the content, I think, is more specific. It's uh, we put more love. We put more energy. The interviews, the guests. Like we have Chuck yesterday. I think that was the, the episode two days ago. And uh, the feedback was incredible. The people from the community are coming back is because we are tackling this with a winning um, mentality. And what happened today, this morning, we jump on and I'm looking at the charts and there's something that I do every single day. I'm looking at data, like what's working, what's not working. Um, and he looks and I look at this thing and it says, you are number 18 in the marketing category in the United States. One of the toughest categories for podcasts. We're out there with like right, right under Chris Dell. Chris Dell, we're coming for you. And if you don't know Chris Dell, there's an episode in the podcast. Amazing, amazing uh, entrepreneur and creator. But 
And uh, that got my fire going. And we're sharing this story and a lot of people are being very motivated. And so what's the story that you're going to share? What's the winning thing that you're going to do? Uh, what are you winning for, right? For We're doing this for our family. We're doing this for, for bigger reasons than just having a, a very successful business. That's just a part of it, right? We're here to help people, to motivate. If a story motivates you, if a story moves a step forward uh, in your journey, that's uh, that's amazing. So uh, I just want to put these thoughts out there. I know that there's so many, many more lessons, but I didn't have much time to then. I really wanted to put this out. So thank you for letting me share this. I, I hope you are shifting your mindset to win. Go check out Ed. Go check out Daryl Eves. Go check out Brooke Castillo. And then maybe we have a second part with Anthony Morrison about webinars, Steve Larson with presentations and these crazy marketing stunts, right? Perry Belcher with like premiums and how to, how to make sure that people buy your stuff, right? And then maybe Marie Forleo. So there's a bunch of stuff, a bunch of lessons. If you want, give me a thumbs up on social media. Let me know. Uh, and we can dive this, dive deep into this with Fonzie as well. But anyways, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. And if you're enjoying these episodes, don't forget to share it with five friends. I'm going to say five friends so they can download these episodes and uh, move their stuff forward. Let's go. Bye, guys.